What's Happening in Texas ATX. We're here in Austin at Independence Brewing Company. Mm -hmm. I'm your host, Jane, and I'm with your other host. Vincent. Hello, y'all. And we are with our, sorry, I forgot my cue. It's been a while. <laughs> we are very with a very special guest. Please tell us who you are and what you do here. Hello, my name is Amy Cartwright. I am the co-founder and mm -hmm. president of Independence Brewing. Awesome. So happy. I was very surprised um, that we got to have you on. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was crazy. It was raining. <laughs> yeah, so it was raining. We needed a lot of rain and we got some of it today. Yeah. I was at work all day. I saw the rain. I didn't get to be in the rain, but it looks like they got some here at the brewery, too. Yeah, it's a little flooded, but beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so we lovingly refer to the mass accumulation and uh, as Lake Independence. <laughs> If you've ever been to one of, I don't know, there's many stories of Lake Independence, I but it, it. it gathers and recedes very quickly. Yeah. Uh, it hasn't rained for 50 something days. Really? So I didn't realize wild. that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, goodness. Right. So I saw that you guys opened in 2004. You can tell us about that and your history. I'm sure it's out there, but like, I mean, how many times I haven't heard any of this from, you know, founder and yeah. And so we'd love to hear your story. Well, it, I think. Almost every founder story has to start with the love of, of the product, you know, mm -hmm. if you will. So when but I'm going to try and be as succinct as possible. But when I first <laughs> moved to Austin, it was uh, 96. Wow. Okay. I uh, came here as a student. I transferred into University of Texas wow. and uh, was just making my way, paying my way through college. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate. My first job here in Austin was at Bitter End which was okay. a brew pub in the 90s. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so really had my intro to beer there. Mm -hmm. um, I was studying journalism, of all things. Oh, wow. And so oh, cool. I would do things like, oh, your how-to article. I was like, well, I guess I'll do it on how to make beer. Yes. Oh, and I so that. I got really into it <laughs> uh -huh. and, uh, you know, tracked down the folks from Austin Homebrew Supply oh, and got yeah. info from them mm -hmm. and actually from St. Pat's back when they were out of a house or garage, you know, <laughs> nice. so uh, just went through, got really into beer as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. And then when, you know, graduated college, got into working in the early web and uh, my husband, who I met later mm -hmm. through uh, my office manager at the nice. time, nice. <laughs> uh, was had also a very similar story. Oh, so okay. he had come to Austin to go to UT mm -hmm. He was studying managerial accounting. Oh, boy. Boo. <laughs> uh, and he was just getting, um, he knew he didn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, that was right around the time that the laws in Texas changed, really allowing brew pubs to be in existence. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. What a great so time. he yeah. kind of just, you know, talked his way in. He, you know, got his way, his foot in the door um, at a brewery called the Copper Tank. Okay. That was around at the time. And so we never met in those periods even though we were both working in brew pubs oh, wow. almost at the same time so that's <laughs> yeah. always kind of funny uh but we met years later and um you know a lot of the original kind of foundation of the idea of starting the brewery was really his love of brewing mm -hmm. and wanting to do it uh I got sick of hearing him talk about it forever, <laughs> but not do anything about it yeah. so you know there just came this one year where I'm like if we're gonna do it like let's you know, do whatever research we need to do, but like, let's do it. I was like, I'm going to give you a year. Otherwise I stopped talking about it, you know? <laughs> so, funny. so we went, um, I would say that we really started getting serious about it around the year 2001. Okay. And, um, you know, one summer just went on this epic camping trip up in Colorado and tried to hit like every brewery we could. Oh, wow. And just, you know, the, the thing that was really cool about that trip is just 
having a scene, a brewing scene where they were about 10 years, 15 years ahead of Texas. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And so you saw people that were like brand new trying to what they were doing versus people that were established, mm -hmm. you know, breweries of a large scale, breweries of a small scale, remote breweries. Like you could almost just see all the possibilities, oh, nice. you know, okay. and that was a uh, part of, you know, what we realized, you know, when we came back, uh, we definitely knew we knew how to make beer, mm -hmm. but you know, how to make a business of it. Um, that was like the whole, whole next part of the story so yeah. <laughs> but uh at, you know at that time in texas there wasn't a ton of breweries left i That's mean even I though thinking. we had both worked at brew pubs a lot actually shut down in the late 90s wow. mm -hmm. so there was and it has so much to do with how the laws were restrictive of that time mm -hmm. okay. so now if you're starting a brewery in austin you, know, you have a lot more flexibility on your permit if you get a brew pub permit you know you not only can make the beer sell it on site you can sell it to go you can right. distribute it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many options on the table, and those just didn't really exist back then. Yeah, so. wow. crazy. Yeah. So well, I was thinking 2004, you don't know many breweries that have been around that long and that are still independent. Right. That's or even impressive. around, you know. Right. So that's definitely um, a laurel that you can, you know, lean on and, and you know. So you've had to pivot more than just COVID and the latest recent events, but the whole terrain, the whole time. Yeah. Lots yeah. of pivots. <laughs> a lot of, I would just say the time period of the early years for us was getting people over the, the fact that beer is different colors. <laughs> it's you know, starting from the ground up. It's like, don't be afraid of beer that is slightly darker than yellow. You right. Know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it, then it's, it's funny. There's a whole, there's a, so many life cycles though, because, you know, I think people go through their own taste preferences too, where, you know, maybe you started off exposed to something that maybe you didn't like kind of dip your toes in the water beer and realize there's all these different styles. Yeah. A lot of times people either get into something really funky or more extreme. And then eventually when they're way back to like, hmm, the light lager is actually not so bad after all. Yeah. <laughs> no, so. I've definitely, yeah. I used to like, no, get that out of my face. Yeah. And now I've had good craft ones. I like sours and saisons yep. and he was not on board nope. until we drank enough that he got on board. Yeah. <laughs> I think Austin definitely the, the weather, and, yeah, yeah. The There's definitely acquired flavors though too, because yeah. Yeah, not, not just on beer, but other you know spirits. There's things yeah. that I really didn't like ten years ago that I'm like, oh, I kind of like that now. Right. So, yeah. Well, things I liked a long time ago in beer are so malty to me now, and I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I could get that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just changed. It's changed a lot. So, what were your beginning beers that you offered? The three here? original beers yeah. of Independence Brewing. Our, what we thought would be the flagship was Independence Pale Ale. Oh, okay. um, then there was uh, our Brown Ale, which was almost like a hybrid between a Brown Ale and a Porter. Okay. So, uh, more on the chocolatey side of a Brown Ale. It's called Bootlegger Brown Ale. Nice. Wow. And then we had Freestyle Wheat, which was the weirdest one, apparently, we could have done because it was a <laughs> not a Hefeweizen. Everybody was very familiar with Hefeweizen. This <laughs> yeah. was a filtered wheat ale okay like a <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah people would always say this isn't a half and then we would say i know live hook makes an excellent half why would we start a brewery to try and make a right. half <laughs> i've always loved the high voice <laughs> yeah. yeah i love yeah. the high boys too i love hoppy beers i yeah. love the range of hops that we're able to get now mm. and the flavors that they have are just it's wild yeah i love it those tall cans too. yeah i remember getting the four packs and we'd be like oh oh We'd yeah. be looking and we're like, oh, hi boy, tall boys, let's do. And so we would mm -hmm. get them, and then uh, now with the Lotus too, right? Coming at, is uh, is out in uh, 
Now, I've only seen it in the 192s. Is it also? So what we decided to do was take the hybrid program, the rotational aspect of it, uh -huh. and the 192s are the rotating item. Okay. okay. So it's a single, and mm -hmm. I just think that way we can move you know, we have a 60-barrel brew house, so each batch is 60 barrels. Okay. So with the High Boy program, we'll just do one 60-barrel batch, you know, primarily candidate, most of it, almost all of it, and then that's it. So it's just a way okay. for us to play around either with hop combinations that we haven't worked with before that we really like mm -hmm. or, you know, just try out. A lot of it's trying out different hops. So the Lotus is really heavy on Lotus hops, mm -hmm. which we hadn't yeah. brewed with before. Mm -hmm. Um but we wanted to, you know, kind of have that program going on for a couple of years. And then we decided we wanted to do a mixed IPA pack. Okay. So we picked one recipe that it will be is the 12 ounce can of High Boy. Yeah. And that's in the mixed 12. But okay. we wanted the, the rotational is just too much fun to not do. So yeah. it is yeah. a single. And it's just, you know, it's that thing to seek out, you know, yeah. something new always. I'm and, like, oh, a new one. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> like, oh, what's that's that? That's how I am what's too. That? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So. Yeah. So when did you first get into beer? So I was pretty lucky uh, slash, I, I don't know, I was wondering if I should legally say these things, but um, I was on a trip to Germany as a 16-year-old. My older brother was in the Air Force. Oh, cool. And so we want, my mother wanted to visit um, her second grandchild. She's like, I'm not waiting forever to see my grandchild. So oh, yeah. we got to take this trip over the summer when I was 16 years old. Nice. Cool. And it was like uh, right around the time the Berlin Wall came down oh, of that yeah. era. Yeah. And so it was just a cool time yeah. and to be over there anyways. But uh, on that trip, I discovered that 16 was the legal drinking age in Germany. Oh, wow. yeah. And so I took advantage <laughs> uh -huh. of being able to order beers everywhere we went. And just it was originally just kind of a joke in a way. I was like with my dad i was like i'll have whatever yeah. you know you're at the restaurant yeah. or the bar yeah uh and then when we were touring around different parts of germany it, it was just pretty cool because it's the first experience i ever had where you see true regional styles and oh. i was like oh these beers taste different here than in this other city we were just yeah. in so oh, wow that How was cool. my first real exposure um other than that i guess i just always liked the way it tasted <laughs> because yeah. uh I was living, I, right before I moved to Austin, I was living, I did a program in Washington, D.C. And all my, I was like the one of the last times I was in a dorm slash roommate situation. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were just like, you know, I was on the East Coast. So they're like, beast, 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 <laughs> you know, Milwaukee's best and stuff like that. And I was like, can we just spring for something good yeah. <laughs> but we were you know if you're in college you don't have money for stuff like that but nope. yeah i don't no. i would say my job at, at bitter end was really the key because i was only 21 when i had that started that job mm -hmm. nice. and so to be at a place that had really exceptionally good beer and we would get a free beer at the end of every shift sometimes i would get more than one yeah. <laughs> so it was just a really accessible wow. place, and I learned a lot about all sorts of different styles there. So that's, that's what got awesome. me into it for sure. So like a great unique experience and like a great time. Like that was like not the norm at that time. You know, like yeah. I mean, you didn't have all this knowledge and this excitement like you do. Now. I remember like the weird thing about trendiness stuff. And if you think back about other time periods, I remember that year, first year I was working at Bitter End, we got into red hook esb like that was like trendy here for a hot minute and then um let me think uh i would just say more darker amber stuff was yeah. like popular at that time wow in my memory 
Now brown ales and ambers, you can like never even find them. <laughs> yeah, I do get asked for, you know, for some yeah. quite a bit. And, you know, I do carry the, the amber. And, so we uh, did, we decided, so we started making Austin Amber around 2006, mm -hmm. but it was originally much lighter than what you have today. Really? Yeah. So for the first, uh, I would say 14 years, 13, 14 years of its existence, it was, I would consider much closer, like an ale based version of a Vienna lager. Oh, okay. okay. Wow. So it was a lot lighter than what we have now. And when we were going through, um, kind of sat down a few years back. And really just like did some blind tastings of just everything out there mm -hmm. that I could find. And we really just thought to our, you know, it was like, we could go two directions. If we want to go Vienna lager style, then like, let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, if we want, this needs to be a little bit more malty and, and full flavored than what we have. So we leaned into the malty end of the spectrum. And so when we did the rebrand of our cans, of our packaging it back in uh, late 2018, we made that change on the recipe. So oh, nice. uh, Austin Amber is definitely maltier. If somebody's like, I don't know, it doesn't taste the same as it did in the old days. It's like, yes, <laughs> it's beefier. But the audience changed and it has grown I along the way, too. Yeah. So I think they actually want a more full flavor. Right. Amber. Yeah. Beefier drinkers. Yeah. Well, and that's I mean, that's our palates are definitely growing and changing. Yeah. You know, monthly, weekly, yearly. So I could see that. Oh, right. Wow. I really love the Red Bud series. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I think. Uh, well, I think it, it's the cucumber. Right? So it's cucumber's out right now, but we are what's in the tanks. Ooh. So which will be coming soon uh -huh. is a uh, blend of pomegranate, lychee, Ooh. and green tea. Oh, oh wow, that sounds so really good. I had not had concentrated lychee before. Yeah. So that was a little intense tasting that I'll out bet. of the. <laughs> I was like, let so me get, put my, get a little dab of that. Yeah. But. Um, <laughs> it should be really good. The, you know, some of these tea based sours, when we did the peach tea mm -hmm. with black tea, um, our brewer head brewer, Brandon just also is a huge fan of tea in okay. general. So some of these combos were things that he had done just in his personal life too. So oh, nice. okay. he was like this, the pomegranate green tea was definitely something he's already is, is a part of his life. Let's just say very okay. creative. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's, it's a combo that you wouldn't think of, but it sounds like it's going to pair yeah. very nicely together. Absolutely. I, with the red bud series, I think the key is either finding something that just, I mean, with the fun part sometimes is if just something really unexpected uh -huh. works, mm -hmm. but it's definitely a lot of trial and error. Like sometimes you don't want like the, you don't want something so tart that it overdoes the tartness yeah. because the beer itself is already tart. So, you know, the passion fruit guavo is a good example of a just it enhances the tartness, but in a really weird way, like yeah, it's, it's juicy there, it's and tart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that. So <laughs> that's funny. It's funny. So day to day, what do you do here at Independence? It's a, uh, I feel like my mission in the last several years is to make sure we are bringing the right talent on board. You mm -hmm. know, we had a lot of changes in 2020 and so you know part of that is just you know it's been a slow process of filling each spot very carefully mm -hmm. getting yeah. people on on the right path so i would say you know my background when we first started the brewery was very much sales and marketing and then okay. uh kind of the finance side of things so and i would never have thought that i would do that <laughs> to this day so uh you know got my degree in journalism. Yeah. I, know, I like exactly. storytelling <laughs> and art. And so, you know, 
uh, I taught myself bookkeeping um, when we started the brewery because I needed to pay bills and receive money. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, from day to day, there's just different things that come up all the time. So, you know, there's definitely stuff that you don't imagine when you start business that are kind of like, you just have to do it. Somebody's got to take care of it, you know, yeah. insurance every year right. and, uh -huh. you know, all the regulatory aspects of the brewery. Um, I mean, I've trained some people on those things, but you still, they, they come up all the time. Yeah. Um, number two, just procurement and, and forecasting and things of that nature still very much involved in that. So those are just time consuming tasks. So yeah. try not to just get bogged down with those so I can yeah. still go out and do sales and go visit people in the market and, I spent the better part of 2019 making trips to Arkansas because we were in Arkansas. So okay. uh, just it, I would just say it's nice being a generalist because you can do a bunch of different things. We thought you were the trivia lady when we, you we walked oh, in. No. <laughs> I saw your kit. So I was just trying to make sure like, yeah, I Physical. was totally like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I thought I was like insulting or in the way. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. And we walked in. It was yeah. a full house. Oh, yeah. They weren't kidding. Like, uh, yeah, we were speaking back and forth with uh, some people from Independence. And um, yeah, they, they just said it was going to be busy tonight. And it was busy. And yeah. we've never been here. So I didn't know how big or little or just the size of the We drank it at home. But being new to Austin, we've yeah. never... Well, been in person and, and then we couldn't like find it for many many away. years uh so i always thought we would have a place for people to visit but mm -hmm. you know the first almost 10 years of the brewery's history we weren't the light the we weren't really licensed the permit didn't allow for being open to the public in the okay. sense of having a bar okay and so we did a monthly open house for very many years oh, uh wow. we called it first saturday <laughs> so these basically event eventually evolved in these giant almost like block parties in our parking lot. Oh, wow. Cool. So we did it once a month. People would just, it kind of evolved in this party and people would, we'd have bands and food out here. Okay. So wow. even back then though, I mean, the whole mission was to find the brewery. We were definitely off the beaten path yes. way back then. We missed it. So but, yeah, if you found yeah. it, I was always like, yes, of course I'm going to give yeah. you a beer and <laughs> say hello because you managed to find us. Yeah. We only um, knew because of all the cars. Yeah. No, I saw the lights here. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I think it's down there. And I was it's like, it's also an oddity for whatever reason on the street, like the way the city of Austin easement rules are, like they yeah. can't put a sign there. Okay. So sense, everybody's yeah. like, why don't you have a sign? So we got to figure out something. And then the but, map yeah. said I arrived when I was like in the street. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, no. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, things kind of changed back around, I think memory serves like 2014 ish. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, switch things around. But even then, I would just say that, uh, you just have a long history of trying to reward people that find us. Yeah. Well, they out here. It was packed for yeah, Thursday. Was I was packed. like, what yeah. the heck? Well, this, you know, this warehouse complex was built in the 80s. Okay. So, I mean, when we picked this place, we're like, wow, close to two highways. Yeah. It's got a ramp and a dock. You yeah. know, everything we need could Score. need. You know, so we <laughs> weren't imagining having a, a bar or a tap yeah. room in here. Yeah. So we've Only nine minutes from our house. So, <laughs> so with we... that set up, no, we're good. I just okay. want to ask this. So when the bar and everything did come in so was that a lot of like plumbing a lot of things that weren't yeah. there that you guys had to get done or not was really it... because i mean well we invested in plumbing because of the brewery, brewery. Yeah. <laughs> but um i would say uh you know we did do a round of making it more like a bar though okay. we we had our like little ragtag setup we had for first saturdays like wasn't a full-fledged system so mm -hmm. we put in a draft system and you know uh 
but it's it always has been a little bit odd because it does like basically adjoin our canning area our canning oh, space yeah, so the, when you the... walk in you're like oh there's no you're right there like yeah. it's still we're very much a production facility yeah. so which is kind of nice because you're I right there yeah feel I feel like, like it's that. like you just have to take who you really are and lean into it i was yeah. like we're not gonna be a fancy bar yeah. yeah we're in an industrial warehouse parking lot like but you know what? It's you can just imagine it's the '90s and you're at a rave or something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's still the joy of like finding something and being able to see it behind the scenes and yeah. try some new beers yeah. that are in development. So it's I love beautiful out here too. The authenticity too. of it, you know, it just it gives it another kick up. I think to see the canning line right there. You know, I do think this is our first podcast on a patio. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And it's gorgeous with the lights and the oh, Wi-Fi yeah. reads out here. Before, yeah. as the sun was setting, I'm like, wow, it's really dim. Are we able to see? And now I'm like, oh, it's just yeah. Really we put nice. this in yeah. as, as we contemplated reopening after mm -hmm. COVID. Like, we didn't open right away. Like, mm -hmm. so for the bulk of 2020, we were we just stayed closed. Yeah. yeah. We weren't really ready to reopen. And so then we did, like, some movie nights. We did, like, drive-in movies okay. and things like that. So it was really, like, 2021 that we were like, all right, let's get, we invested in a better patio. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the patio that Lake Independence comes up to, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little dock over there. Yeah, yeah it's got a it's got a, a lake view. Yeah, <laughs> so not like it rains here often. Yeah, <laughs> it's been but, fifty days. Maybe we should take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break. Out of beer. Uh, yeah, out of beer. We'll be back, guys. More with yes. Amy and uh, Independence, guys. Cheers. 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 Welcome back, guys. Yes. We took our break and Vincent got a new beer. Did you yes. want to tell him about the beer that you're drinking? Yes, I got. Uh, well, I can tell him what it is and maybe Amy, you can tell us about the beer. So it's Twine Time. It's a hazy pale ale. It's very delicious. Can you tell us about this? Yes. So this project started uh, with a really fun um, Southside uh, collaboration project from a lot of the breweries down south here. Okay. So it was in uh, February and it was really darn cold, <laughs> actually. Yeah. But we wound up doing um, kind of the idea behind the project of the Southside collaboration project was uh, just something very sessionable. Nice. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of parameters. It's like, let's make something sessionable and maybe happy. <laughs> so not much direction, but um, we decided we actually, when we were playing around with it, we tried two different recipes, two different yeast strains. Um, and the whole idea is there were some hops we wanted to play around with. So uh, we took the best of and then made that into our twine time. Nice. So this beer has HBC 630 and HBC uh, 658. Okay. And a little bit of a Zaka. Okay. So um, those, when we were doing the two different pilot batches, we kind of just tried to select the hop qualities that we liked from both of those. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, we already had Pure Stoke, which is a higher ABV hazy. So we really just wanted something very light on the palate. And so it comes in a little bit over 5%. So just good for the summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the story behind Twine Time, though, is uh, when I was going to school here, and for many years, um, there was an excellent, excellent radio program, one of the best DJs I've ever heard in my life, had a radio show called Twine Time. Oh. Paul Ray. Okay. It was from 7 to 11 on Saturday <laughs> night. And it was just like, he was just such a good DJ. He would like thread all this whole epic connections between yeah. all the songs. And like his knowledge of music was so vast that it was just like you walk away from a Saturday night. Where you could have been like, man, I'm broke. I'm bored. I have nothing to do. Yeah. I was like, hey, I'm going to kick back on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. 
put on the radio, yeah. drink a beer, and I just like that stuff. totally yeah. learn about all these musicians that are great that I didn't know about. So. Now you put on the radio and it's all ads. <laughs> all ads, yeah. We were driving here and I was like, why did you put well, it on? Well, I'm going to give a ads. shout out to KUT and now KUTX because okay. how it used to be in the old days, it was like news in the morning, music at night. Now okay. we actually have dedicated you know, music portion of KUT. So. That's great. Yeah, because I, I haven't found anything since I've moved here. <laughs> yeah. The car that we just bought is like just radio or CD. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to link up your phone or device or anything. Yeah, so. and it drives me a little bit crazy, yeah. but that's okay. Right? Yeah, that's well, okay. KUTX, the radio portion of it is 98.9. Okay, okay. there you go. Now I know. Thank you. <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about women-led organizations. How does that impact here at Independence Brewing? Yes. Well, <clears throat> you know, from the earliest of times, I think it shaped our company culture, especially because I had come from organizations that were, you know, very small team based. Mm -hmm. So, you know, originally it was just a couple of us, me and my husband at first, and then, you know, a couple of people on board. Um, and essentially, you know, I had kind of thrived in a small team environment. You know, we in web work, it was like, hey, we need a designer. You need a project manager, you know, you yeah. kind of assemble your team and go. And so I would just say in the beginning part of our company, you know, that's kind of how my mental model was. But as we grew, you know, there were there were key differences between my approach and my husband's approach. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he was very much more like, you know, I, I would I don't want to say authoritarian, but like oh. a hierarch hierarchical mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I wanted the creativity to come from all of our all good ideas come from your employees. Yeah. So, you know, trying to create an organization where that's possible, that's just a key difference. Um, yeah. And then, you know, uh, it's interesting, you know, definitely early on in the history of the brewery, there's plenty of scenarios or stories you could tell of people that are used to more, especially in beer, like a, a male dominated kind of, mm -hmm. uh, set of rules if you will like no i don't take my distributor guys out to the strip clubs like maybe some <laughs> other guys do because then you'll just be embarrassed and won't talk to yeah. me again you know mm -hmm. so you have to find other ways like or hey this chain retailer that's really important like same thing i'm like you just have to find your own way of doing things and what works for you and what's true to like your company and what you're trying to build so you know your stuff and you <laughs> haven't even had any notes in your hand so i've been super impressed <laughs> yeah no i'm um, yeah definitely I, I think that, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that male-led organizations cannot develop a company culture that is very empathetic and, and building, yeah. but it's like, that's what we set out to do. I mean, I right. basically have tried to empower people because to, you know, be able to contribute effectively to making things better. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I don't know. So there's plenty of companies that do that. I shouldn't say it's, it's women, the women-led factor that does that, but I think that you know, in times in your life, it's easy just to get into a, like a rote routine. And I think that having different viewpoints and different uh, backgrounds really enables a company to be able to bring their best. And so just who you hire and how, how we all work together. That's a, that's what makes a really great brewery. Yeah. I think it's a really good balance. Yeah. No, no I'm just thinking of our history of being married and how I was like, you know, a all boy and former athlete and just like go 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 and you're like that's that's not how you talk to the kids you should uh you know i just like, think of too you're always like don't ask any questions ever i don't yeah 
Yeah, I'm and I'm like, like, well, what about this? What about yeah. that? And you're like, I don't know. I'll go to the doctor and she'll be like, well, did you ask the mint? I'm like, no. I, I think I drove up. my husband crazy in the early days because I'm like, but I'm a holistic thinker. I want to think yeah. of all these scenarios. And he was like, just pick a direction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Sounds good. I've already gone to the worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah. So, but that I definitely get it. You know, being married to you and having daughters um, yeah. and children, like definitely I'm able to see different perspectives of things that I wouldn't have before if I hadn't experienced that. I right. would have just well, been like the bull in a china shop, like this is how we're doing it, you know. And so say, even at my current job, my peer is a male and we operate so differently. And I'm always like people first and very relational and he's very task. And I know it has a lot to do with personality too. Yeah. But it just makes such a difference. I mean, it's good because we balance each other out because he's always like super task focused mm -hmm. and I'm super people focused. That's how I am at home too, though. I'm like, yeah, my true. days off, I have a list and she's like, well, we got to go to the library with the kids. We have to do this with that, you know, and I'm like, but the laundry and the dishes and that, you know, like, well, like, well, since you both have familiarity of the retail environment, mm -hmm. I think male shopping behavior versus female shopping behavior yeah. is also super fascinating oh, because oh, my gosh. husband's like, do not divert from the list. He's right. like, I'm on a mission <laughs> from God to get, you know what I mean? It's like, I will not be distracted. And I'm like, well, this looks fresh. Yeah. You know? I like it when like the older gentlemen come in and their wives have given them a yeah, list and, and they like, help me have help me. no idea what they're buying <laughs> and they're trying to stick to a tea but they're like totally on the wrong path i'm what's, like oh gosh what's the one when they're like coriander what yeah. the heck is coriander yeah <laughs> celery right cilantro cilantro yeah what's the one that's celery Oh, I thought it was something else. Not I cute. Know. I don't know, but another yeah. one. But yeah, and they're like. I felt just, like scallions was like that yeah, in the old yeah, days. You're yeah, like, yeah, 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 scallions. And they're like, but onion. she said it had to be dried cilantro. I'm like, well, coriander is, and yeah. they're like freaking out. And I'm like, okay, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sounds I know. good. But do we want to talk about Oktoberfest? Yeah, a little bit, because I had mentioned to you, you know, we don't really talk about where we work, um, but where I do work, you know, I had spoken to some. Um, um, Amazing people work with independents and I'd ask them, Hey, what's, you know, is there an Oktoberfest coming out? And they said, no, we don't do that. And I kind of was like, <laughs> and it wasn't a bad thing. I was just like me and my role and what I do, I'm like, Ugh, okay, it's July, August, here comes all the pumpkin and the Marzins and the, you know, and I'm just, I'm not ready for it. I'd like some, but not all of them. I don't want the barrage. So I was actually relieved to hear like, yeah. Oh good. I won't have to make another stack of this <laughs> or that. Um, but you said there might be something coming. What's going on? Yeah, so even though, uh, you know, we don't do that at retail, um, you know, we still like to have fun around here. So there's a special, on, attached to the brewery is a, a three and a half barrel system. We call our nice. pilot brewery over nice. here on the side. Very nice. And yeah. so we do a lot of our R&D brewing for mm -hmm. future batches on that system, but also it services the tap room. Okay. So we do like to have tap room only beers just yeah. so that it gives people another reason to come out here and have fun. Yeah. And so our tap room manager, Dave, has been wanting to have an Oktoberfest party for a long time. So really, <laughs> this is all about an excuse for a party. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fine, we can. Yes, I, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as uh, it will be ha coming out sometime in September. Okay. And uh, yeah. I know it's been it's been lagering for a while. So or it's been aging for a while, I should say. So they were tasting it already. Nice. So it will bring be... your leader hose then and come out. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not a hundred plus with the leader hose. Well, I just think that's the whole point of like why we were like as a company, like, no, we're not, we're not going to do that. And it, it, 
especially like having lived through like one company doing a pumpkin and then like literally there being a hundred pumpkin ales. Yeah. yeah. It was just, everything has seemed to get so piled on. And I was like, let's just reflect where we're from and our seasonal be seasonal appropriate to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I would say most of those pumpkin beers are not good. Yeah. There are some that are, but the ones that are just spices, I'm One not of a fan of. Brewer Gale, last year, he made, oh, this is funny, though. He did a <laughs> pumpkin spice lager. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was actually really, I I don't particularly like pumpkin spices. Yeah. But this was actually very interesting. Oh, so wow. I was like, all right, good for the weird beer. Yeah. <laughs> Martin House in Fort Worth for two years in a row did like a pumpkin spice latte beer. Ugh. And it was crazy. It was like coffee and pumpkin spice latte, like spot on. Yeah. But it didn't do so They well. are masters of those weird <laughs> yeah. combos that just somehow work. That was even before they got even super weird. But yeah. yeah. I remember, yeah. That one, it didn't do so well. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the cuvee one, though. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So what do you have? Do you have any questions, Max? No, I'm just kind of in awe of you two. You know, just a couple of powerhouses oh, watching so here. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Shelby when it comes to this woman-led organization. Yeah. Because it's not just about me. Mm-hmm. You know, she came, uh, Shelby uh, is our sales manager. Yay. And she came from a long background in selling wine and beer and spirits and, you know, just really knows her stuff. And I think she was really happy to join her team a couple of years ago because she's like, this is the first time I'm really working in a women-led organization. And then really recently we hired uh, a a chain account manager uh, named Stephanie and she has just been in the biz forever too. And so all of a sudden we're like trifecta of women yeah, at the time, you know, so it's, yeah. this has actually really changed our, you know, what we've been working on lately just cause it's exciting. Like yeah. it feels fun again, you know, not that it's not fun, but sometimes when you work at something for a long time, you can, everybody goes through those experiences of being like, Hey, this is actually work and a real job, Yeah, you know? And then yeah. you get some fresh, someone fresh in and you're like, yes, like right. being able to bounce ideas around and just actually have fun with it is part of why we do this so yeah i understand that <laughs> yeah now that you mention it um shelby did tell me when i met with her uh, and jeremy and cole she told me the whole story about twine time and about the show nice and i like just because i was already getting pulled in a bunch of different directions i kind of like just quickly was like, oh, okay and didn't really think of much of it and i was like <gasps> when you told the story i was like she told me that yeah <laughs> which is like what you do all the time you tell me something super yeah, important like, all we the already time. talked about this and i'm like <laughs> Did you? She's, and she's like, you told me you signed off. You said, okay, that's great. I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that. Well, what you guys have going is this that luckily you both love beer. So, yeah. you know, even if no matter if you disagree, at some point you'll be like, let's talk it over over a beer. Yeah, pretty much. I'm yeah. like, you already, you already said yes, even yeah. if you don't remember. Yeah, we and have like, matching oh. hops. She has a, a hop too. You can't see yeah. she's covering it up. but Because I, it rained, I thought I could yeah, wear a sweatshirt. You wear a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. And for years, um, especially working in our industry, uh, people would always think it, it was a uh, artichoke. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I love oh artichokes. Oh my God. So the artichokes. original stash logo yeah. um, <laughs> was a little different than it is now, just slightly different, but it uh-huh. was the arch, the, the lettering looks very similar, uh-huh. but we had two giant hop cones for pacing outward. Yeah. And my mother, she bought this stash shirt cause she, her signature color was purple <laughs> and she's very Liz Taylor purple. I love it. And, uh, she was like, I got so many compliments on my stash t-shirt, but everyone is asking me why they had artichokes on it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I even had a lady and she was like, Oh, I love your artichoke tattoo. And I was like, no, it's hops. And she was like, Oh baby artichokes. And I was like, no. 
I remember bringing a tap handle. We had had a company come in and they were all stoked to have stash. They decided they're going to put it on draft at a couple spots. Mm -hmm. I show up, I clean the lines, I tap the tap. I'm hooking up the tap handle. And the manager looked at it and he said, we can't have that in here. We're a family establishment. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, what do you think this yeah. is? I was like, stash. It's... And he was like, I, I don't know. But, I, you know, you got all scared. I was like, it's going to be fine. I'm like, you guys love the beer. It's going to be fine. And like, I talked him into leaving it up and they did sell plenty of stash. Oh, but yeah, it was yeah. just funny. It sells itself. Yeah. I know um, there's a keg on right now at yeah. my bar. So. I, it was the first yeah. beer of yours that I've had, and I super loved stats. Yeah, I remember bringing it, you bringing it home. I yeah. don't remember having it in bottles. I just always remember it in cans, though. So when we were... first started doing it in package, we did four pack, twelve uh, ounce long neck bottles. Oh wow! And yeah. uh, same with Convict Till, actually. And okay. it was really funny because I get a, an occasional email from a smart alecky person. Uh, <laughs> different people saying, "Oh, it's great. We love it, but it's missing two bottles." And I would always reply back, well, I'm just looking out for you, you know, because, <laughs> you know, it's a higher ABV, especially for the, t the era. Yeah. And I was like, you don't need those other two bottles, dude. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love well, it. Well, do we want to talk about events? Yeah, we can do that. We can do uh, stuff that's coming up. So, uh, you know, um, maybe uh, are you getting low? Do you need a beverage or a potty? Okay, we'll take a break. And I never we'll go to the restroom. Regroup and we'll talk more fun, amazing stuff with Independence and Amy. <laughs> Cheers. 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 Welcome back, y'all. Hello. Yes, guys. Uh, we got some more beers. Um, I want to talk about them first before yeah. I get into my question. So uh, I grabbed the, uh, goodness, the Red Bud, um, the, the Passion Fruit Guava. Yeah. And this is really good. I really enjoy it. So this is an older one. So, yes. Series, so... Right? So passion fruit guava redbud came out earlier in the year, okay. but with the benefit of coming to the brewery is that we still have so our little it. beer library, if you will, of nice. redbuds. Right, that's really good. Yeah. And you so. mentioned it earlier, and I was like, "What? I love so, redbud." Yeah, yeah, I wanted to try it. What I love about this combo is it's just the it's like juicy. It is. Yeah, it's <laughs> super tasty. Yeah, and even like you know, um, on a post rainy day where it's a little humid but also cool like i feel a breeze maybe yeah, it's don't wear fans. a sweatshirt oh, i'm not wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> i mean it's just absolutely refreshing yeah. super great and i've already had the the lager that was on it was really good and refreshing mm -hmm. and then also the trine time too and this was just a nice progression i'm really having good. the cucumber one yeah. which is my which is out now. one of my favorites yeah so this one i have seen i can very i love the design so i guess we can lead into that like um you mentioned years ago you you, you had a rebranding um did so, that include the current stuff now? Yeah. So I guess in a way, when when I first approached, uh, when I first started putting our beer in cans as opposed to the bottles and yeah. success we used to do, um, well, even with our old bottle designs, I, I originally thought that it just every beer should really almost had its own audience. Okay. Yeah. And that it should be like almost like a record label oh, wow. where, or that. a record, yeah. you know, where yeah. it's like, hey, it tells the whole story. Like it needs to match what the beer tastes like. And just be interesting and the art tell its own story so when you think about something like stash or austin amber they're like very different from each other and like our original art that we had for years was just like that so there was no cohesiveness to the design though and it's like in the early days that was fine because there wasn't you know hundreds of breweries <laughs> around <laughs> right uh but about um 2017 uh, we just really thought it's time to get a more unified look um, and really t tie some of these things together. So um, 
our marketing director, Nick Hiller, uh, had worked with some artists, uh, but we interviewed a bunch of people around Austin. Um, just really hit it off with a woman named Lauren Dickens, who does a lot of uh, design uh, here in Austin. But she assembled, you know, a team of two other folks. Um, uh, so Drew and... Uh, now, anyway, ah, I suck at names. I'm sorry. Uh, Drew Lakin and uh, Keith. And so it was the benefit of having multiple people uh, work with on the project. We basically just went down memory road and said, what is it about us that we, if we were to distill something down into like the spirit animal, if you will, or, you know, what is it about independence and what are we trying to get across and what is our team about? What is our beers about? You know, they really helped us kind of work through that project. And um, at the time, you know, a black mat can was like a death of a beer. I remember distributor meetings where they're like, no, <laughs> they're like, you are going to tank your business. Like, this is awful. What are you doing? Oh, and wow. and so we were like, no, uh, this is us. Like, we're going to go for it. This is going to work for us. Just trust us. Um, so the black mat was just very much like, hey, independence is sort of like a little bit rock and roll, a little bit out there. So yeah. it, it worked, kind of spoke it. to us. Yeah. And then, you know, the other inspiration behind some of it was just like, if you think of old desert neon and road signs and hand painted art, like we wanted to kind of capture that element um, and then take, you know, some of the original name and identity that we had and try our best to incorporate it. So Redbud, for example, was really named after Redbud Isle. And, you know, it, it's we always try to, if we can, build a sense of place or mu our, our themes are independence, sense of place, and music. Okay. <laughs> so those were some of the early inspirations and just, you know, independence brewing, you know, and from the very, very beginning, you know, I really just thought, hey, you know, what is more Texan than the spirit of independence? You know, and this was a point in our lives and our journey where we were like, we're leaving our old jobs and just going for it and being crazy people. And so we are, it really spoke to us too. And I think that, uh, you know, people always ask that question, but you know, I'm also a weird history nerd and I really love the independence flag of Texas that, and when you, you go to the secretary of state's office and they have one of the original, but it's the blue flag with just you know, the star. And yeah. so that was, you know, some of the elements that built what we have now. But when we were doing the the kind of overhaul around 2018, uh, the artists actually suggested it to us. They're like this whole idea of having almost like spirit character. And they're we settled on the grackle because it was, you know, loud. <laughs> it was a survivor, uh, you know, oddly beautiful. Um, it's just you know, it's like, you know, the black iridescent shininess of it all, I but it, it was definitely loud and proud yep. you know? and it would persevere. So that's yeah. how we settled on the grackle. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah. I know people have to be in Texas to know what the grackle is because we moved from California and I was like, what's wrong with these birds? <laughs> <laughs> they could have one eye poked out, be one legged and they will still swoop in and steal your French fry yeah. <laughs> and be like, get it. Yeah, they are. They are resilient creatures. Yeah. I'll be yeah. back tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yes. Do you have anything else or should we go to events? We should go to events. I want to be respectful of the time. I know her, yeah. uh, her Uber. 
for so, yeah, some Ubers here. This is Independence <laughs> Brewing time. Whatever you want to plug, events that you have, okay, I'm gonna weekly look at, things, look new at releases. My little, yes. my little phone here. So we, we definitely know right. Thursdays trivia. trivia yeah, Thursdays. Yeah, <laughs> Thursdays are trivia, and I've just managed to draw a crowd yeah. for a long, long time. So. And just remember, the funny part about trivia is you earn free beer. So that's, okay. you know, the competition is real. Uh, <laughs> there was like no sitting room inside. Yeah, and it, yeah, was it was pretty packed. full outside. Yeah, <laughs> so as I was telling you, our taproom manager, Dave Gray, has been, has a pa his passion project is the Summer Sesh. Okay. So we are coming up yep. August 27th, the Summer Sesh yeah. number four. Number yeah. four, okay. Um, like and as I look at it, that, yeah. the headliner is a band called Mothership. Okay. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And uh, I think that that is going to be, as we know, Summer Sesh's epic party <laughs> for the end of summer that's going to rock. That's all you yeah, need to yeah. know. <laughs> There's also High Desert Queen and a bunch of crazy bands that I only know two of them. So, um, the other thing that I was like, a more save the date kind of notion would okay. be yeah. uh, our 18th anniversary. How so crazy. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, it is going to be in October on, let me get the date right, October 22nd. There you go. So we are already concocting all sorts of mischievous plans Very nice. about special beers that will be here and yeah. what type of outrageous party can we throw? Because that's what we want to do. It's been yeah. kind of two years of boringness. We missed our yeah. sweet 16. Aww. So 18 is going to rock. Right, you yeah. know. Are <laughs> people wearing costumes? <laughs> I, I, I will, announcements will be made. Uh, there's some special things that if we can pull it off, uh, that okay. I actually think might demand a costume. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Not to be mysterious, but I don't also. <laughs> <laughs> so should people follow you on Instagram, Facebook to find these out? You know, anything that people, I always recommend whatever works for you to mm -hmm. do. We do have a decent Instagram following. Facebook. Uh, I still am the Twitter nerd, so you okay. can follow me there. there I'm answer most of the time, uh, but also email newsletter, man. Don't yeah. don't. That was like what started the whole thing. So you could just sign up sign for up, email yeah. newsletter. And that's you... the best in case your Instagram gets hacked, right? Oh, haha! Ha, look at me. Yes, yes. Don't buy a Russian Bitcoin. Don't vote for people, guys. Tell them no. Do not. Take and it a looks picture. like you have food trucks. Are they every day? So uh, we are very fortunate that. Hajima is a Korean uh, fusion food truck that oh, wow. has now joined as a permanent awesome. um, food truck here at Independence about a month ago. Okay. And I love their food. He does his. So the signature is a, uh, a fried chicken, a Korean barbecue fried chicken sandwich. Okay. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, we He's also incorporated a special project that we've been working on. It's actually a native Texan beer brought oh, heck wow. yeah. that is uh, starting to roll out to stores. We partnered with Peterson Natural Farms um, to do a brat. And so that was like, like, just make me something delicious with my beer brat. And like, <laughs> we're in business. So tonight he rotates through ideas. Like we've done some curry worse. But also, he just uh, tonight we have the uh, beer brought with kimchi. Oh, cool. So okay. A little bit unexpected elements sometimes, too. Yeah. So there you go. Well, everybody should come down to Independence oh, yeah. Brewing. Absolutely. And we'll let you know where if you can't find it. Yes. Absolutely, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for yes. meeting with Thank us. You it was guys. a pleasure. Delicious, delicious beer, and delicious yeah, times. Very tasty, and we're yeah. so close. We got to come back. Yeah. Awesome. Cheers. Thank guys, you. Thank well, you so now much. you know if you hit some heavy metal. 
Yeah, we, the, we it's might part hear of the it. part of the thing. Sometimes it happens. Right? We so. might hear it. Yeah. So. <laughs> right, Cheers. 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 Cheers.